Welcome to Everything You Never Need to Know with Derek and Joe. I'm Derek. And this is Joe. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, nope, nope, I'm still white. Yep, yep, you oh. don't want to be in this position. I got pulled over the other day. That shit was awkward. So, a couple announcements, exciting news. We have been taken on by iTunes Podcast Service. So you can find us now on iTunes as well as SoundCloud. Uh, we set up a Gmail account so you can talk to us personally. It's E-Y-N-N-T-K podcast at gmail.com. That's all I got to start. And I will do the best I can to answer them because I suck at answering emails. Oh, no, no, no. In the first episode description, it very clearly states that we were very lazy at what we do. Fucking very lazy. <laughs> Uh, we got a Facebook page we're going to roll out after this episode. Yes, and yes. We're like gonna hit directly after this episode, there will be a, I will be sharing the Facebook page. So if, if you don't know how these systems work, likes, shares, follows, comments. Uh, we'll Hashtags, t- whatever the hell you want to do. Whisper we, it in your girlfriend's ear during intercourse. We would love to talk to, what, what, huh? Shit, just roll with it. Oh, oh, <laughs> baby. Oh, oh, <laughs> Everything you never need to know. Oh, God. So you got any news for us today? Oh, man. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders, for the first time ever, has witnessed a form of discrimination (laughs) for the job that she works. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. She, I can't even imagine the shit she's going through. Like, I don't want to say I feel bad, because when you're complacent to something like that, you're asking for it. But... I will not be surprised. Uh, this lying bitch now got a damn, uh, what is it? The damn security that's fucking detailing her all the way everywhere. <laughs> you know how damn stupid that is now? I can't live like that. Like, you know, I got to wake up and got a motherfucker sitting on the couch with a gun. I can't walk around my house naked. I can't play video games on chat no more. Like, I can't do shit. Uh-uh. I'm glad that I chose the job that I got, which I am not saying shit about. So, in good news, uh, the officer in Antoine Rez's shooting, who kind of slipped through the cracks last week because he kind of happened uh, after recording the last episode, uh, but happened before we actually put out the episode. Well, it so wasn't we, warm enough outside yet. Uh, we didn't forget about it, but the good news is the officer has been charged with homicide. Yeah, but that doesn't so mean it's going to stick. We'll we hold will. our breath. I'm not holding my breath. Slavery older than America. I am not holding my breath. And more good news, Ron Perlman came out uh, stating that he peed on his hand before he shaked hands with uh, Harvey Weinstein. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. That man is a legend. He's a See, hero. You know what? I've always That's loved that big-headed motherfucker. I loved him in every <laughs> fucking movie, even in the fucking cheesy ones. Ron uh, Perlman's one of my favorite fucking actors nah, inside and out. He's a hero. My in damn my American hero. So uh, what is up? With the term "big dick energy," because you're on social media, you must be seeing this floating around. Okay, BDE. no, I haven't. No, you haven't no, seen that? No. What? Every, wait, what? BDE is the new I'm term. I'm still trying to get over the IHOB shit. Big dick energy. It was used to describe Anthony Bourdain after he had committed suicide, as not in a bad way, but they're saying like this dude had BDE, man. He was a he was a big dog. But big dick energy? Yeah, he had big dick energy, man. Like. Like, how bad of energy? Were matter formed at the end of it, and every time he flailed it around, a black hole was created? Like, what kind of shit Whatever is this? Whatever it is, it was good. I'm telling you that. 
He caved one BDE poor woman sounds kind of like uh, one of those vitamin supplements you take. Oh, man, I could really use some BDE right now. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, let's see. What was the one you down silly with thing that just happened Yeah, you yesterday? know me. Down with BDE. You. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to a bunch of people. I'm not done yet. Shot up in the damn newspaper facility. Oh, dude, dude, that's fucking Sean Hannity is blaming Maxine Waters for that shit. Did you, you see that? You know what? It's fucking going, pathetic. Maxine, look, it's fucking pathetic. They better leave Maxine Waters alone. She don't really play no games. She seriously reminds me of somebody that was in my damn family once upon a time. Did and she? it sounds like her backhand is heavy. They better stop pissing that woman off. I'm being serious. Maxine Waters might hurt somebody. She's got the BDE. You see, did you see that she yelled at the one guy and they kept telling her to uh, direct your comments at the chair? Yeah. And she goes, I respect that and I understand that. But just look right back at him. But but fuck if she could have said, said nigga, she'd have released that motherfucking word a thousand times. Because that dude, that dude was acting, that dude was even acting funny. And when every time the one dude talked at the chair, she goes, you didn't interrupt the Mr. Gentleman over there. <laughs> it went down. Um, but they blame Maxine Waters for that. Wait, what? Sean Hannity. Okay, did. okay. So, so I mean, it's not like it a, a human being blamed her. A, a living troll blamed her. Why like, did it get shot? Not like a, not just a troll in the fact that he uh, harasses people, but like a troll in the fact that he is big, stupid, and ugly. Well, Fox News. Well, yeah, he does look like an under under the bridge troll. He looks like a gnome, not a troll. Like you know, you ever see that movie, a gnome named Norm? He looks like he belongs <laughs> to that group of people. Speaking of trolls, Roseanne Barr broke down in her first interview. Yeah, she can kiss my Did ass. A complete. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she can kiss my ass. You shouldn't feel. I mean, you know what? You don't know what I appreciate about a strong racist. <laughs> you want to know what I appreciate about them? They're going to say it to me. They're going to say it to my face. And I know who they are. I can't be upset. But there's motherfuckers out here like Roseanne Barr who don't say it to your face. And they're going to say it behind your back. Those are the ones you can't trust. Those closet racists. Roseanne Barr can just go suck the fucking fat donkey one this time. Oh, man. That's awesome. So, uh, sexual abuse fighter Joel Davis was arrested for child porn and inciting a minor for sex. Jesus fucking or Christ. enticing a minor for sex. Is this how this is getting around? This is just getting stupid now. How are we letting these fucking people live in this damn country? This is what I don't get. We're protecting child molesters and kicking the actual people that are out of here, that are actually out here working. This is making no goddamn sense. Yeah, sure, they got some of their damn criminals, but I'm sorry, some of them damn white folks got some damn criminals and damn selves, so they can kiss my ass when they try to talk about MS-13, when the KKK and the police is still running around here shooting and beating people up. Well, then you'll love this story. A squirrel was caught on a video stealing a donut from an Alaskan cop oh that cop got got caught slipping speaking of crazy animals did you see the uh uh, australian soccer match where a kangaroo took the field wait what in the shit (laughs) yeah kangaroo ran on the field they had to halt the game for a while he just started fucking hopping around the field 
Damn, they had to have been. I'd have been scared. You know what? I couldn't live in Australia. No offense. I got a really, I got a couple of good friends from Australia, and we all talk all the damn time. But well, the, every I, now and then, I haven't talked to them in a while. But I don't like death, and I, I feel with the amount of snakes and spiders they have there. Fuck I the snakes and the spiders that just you just breathing there could possibly kill you. That shit is crazy over there. <laughs> And them Australians are just waking up every day, and they just stretch up in the sunrise, go to the bathroom, close the bathroom door. Huntsman spider just fucking cold chilling. Says hi to him. That damn huntsman spider is either taking a shit or fucking drinking coffee with him. Well, you got to be badass to live there. I'm just like they they hot boxing with their own kangaroos. <laughs> I want to see Floyd Mayweather go out there and try to box a kangaroo. Watch that motherfucker Ooh, get knocked out. That would be great. Nah, nah, WWF will get them. <laughs> uh, did you see that Akon plans to build a new city in Africa? Oh, so we're talking about Wakanda 2? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, That's what it is. It's Wakanda 2. They're going to have their own currency called A-Coin. That nigga's been to Kala the whole time. I mean, you got to give it to him. How many people did he give electricity there? Too uh, goddamn like, many. Everybody get everybody making They've it already given him 2,000 square acres. Not 2,000 acres. 2,000 square acres. See, they, they, for they, the city. See, he's looking, at, he's looking out for his people. He done invested and invested in so much. Invested in even clean energy, and he, too. And he announced he plans on making a 2020 presidential run, too. You vote for him? Yeah, I would, but they wouldn't allow it. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger would be the one closest to ever getting to be oh, a president. Yeah. Well, he did cheat on his wife and then divorce her for the maid. And oh. we, you know, we don't elect presidents who cheat on their wives. Man, I don't give a shit. They can run the goddamn country. That's all the fuck I That's care about. That's a joke because we just elected Trump. Yeah, yeah fuck you. That is true. <laughs> I don't know why that went over my head. Did you see a uh, Pornhub is stoned. Pornhub is now adding closed captioning for their deaf viewers. That is going to be the most awkward jerk. I think <laughs> circle jerk. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. I think we should add closed captioning to our podcasts. I think that we. Is awful. I think we should pick up the torch There's and offer close information. We should I offer should not closed know. captioning for our podcasts. Oh my God! There's so many things I should not know, and that's one of them. The images in my head. No, right? one we, one of them is the um, closed caption. Uh, like who wants to masturbate and read? A uh, teacher. Wait, asked, women do it all the time. A teacher asked their kids to paint candlelight, not like the whole candle, but just the light. The parents had to respectfully ask. I guess the article says beg the teacher to stop asking the kids to paint. Because they all looked like vaginas. <laughs> Every single one of them. I looked at them. They had pictures. I mean, look at look at it. You can see them right there. Every single what fucking one. What in the shit is this? What in the shit is this? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Oh, those kids. Looks oh, like man. We got to get it together. This next generation that's coming in. They're, not, they're coming in hot. Uh, did you see uh, that paranormal investigators found a time warp in Nevada near Las Vegas? Oh, great. Okay. So, I've never heard of that. Time warp again. <laughs> Fuck. You know, I hope, I hope that damn, uh, what is it, that movie theater on Indianola, I hope they do that again. 
I've never actually been there. Neither have I. Why the fuck are you talking about it? Because I want to go. No shameless plugs on this show. Um, Pepsi. (laughs) Good to the last drop. (laughs) Just throwing it out there. We're looking for sponsors. (laughs) But I don't drink Pepsi. (laughs) I'm a broke nigga. I still buy Arizona tea. (laughs) (laughs) I still spend that good, good dollar. The dollar. (laughs) Ain't never been a dollar six. (laughs) You see Ed Sheeran's getting sued for a hundred million dollars. Wait, wait. I seen that he was getting sued, right? I know it was like a hundred mil. It was, uh, he's being so, uh, sued by a co-writer of a Marvin Gaye song, Let's Get It On, saying that his song is too similar to it. Uh, I, I don't, I don't that. listen to him, so I don't fucking know. I could see that. Can't wait till we can get music attached I'm not to this. On social media, I don't listen to the radio. There's a lot of things I don't do. Why do I have a podcast? Um, because we are trying to find alternative ways so we could stop working. <laughs> that is why we are trying to That's do something about happen. this. Yeah, uh, Kim Kardashian made Tristan Thompson unblock her while Chloe watched. Wait, what? Some cuckold shit, bruh. Cuckolding, man. Why is cuckolding becoming the fucking popular thing? Why is that the newest word? If you can't win a championship, you're not allowed to cheat. (laughs) Sorry, Cleveland fans. Fucking cuckolding has been a new fucking word lately. It's just been the random buzz. Oh my god, it's so popular. Oh, I don't Mm. get it. I don't get it. Maybe one of the guests should be on this show as a Craigslist hustler. No, Craigslist doesn't allow that anymore. Aww. They don't allow uh, sexual encounter sections anymore, casual encounters or whatever the fuck they call it. They don't allow that That's anymore. just creepy. You know, we had all that AIDS epidemic that was going on in the 90s, and all of a sudden the internet opens up and, you know, hey, come over here. Let's have wild gratuitous sex. Hey, come fuck my wife in front of me. Like, it's some random shit on there. I mean, so uh, did you see where people questioned, filmed, and called the police on a black firefighter in Oakland as he was wearing his firefighter gear? I I don't get it. Did you see the... Just recently, we had a guy on a damn train or whatever call, some, call 911 on somebody for eating on the damn train. <laughs> on a... What train? I don't remember what state it was in because it was something I kind of briskly people was just kind of flipping through. Yeah, people still ride trains. Fuck yeah. I oh, wish God. I could ride a damn train. I'd get across the goddamn state and get back and forth between here and North Carolina. No goddamn problem. Take Skybus. Is that still a thing? Oh, no, Skybus is not old. a thing. But they got these other cheap type of flights that I've been trying to figure out if I was going to try to take to California. What are you going to California for? Um, I, have, I have a couple of friends getting Live married. Live podcast in California? Icon mm-hmm. and Christina. The, uh, they're going to be getting married. Icon. Icon. Icon is black. Icon some tall Viking guy that lives in California. Come again? Icon. We play video games. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a tall Viking. Basically. You see his picture. He's just a tall ass Viking. It, like, bloodline goes back or it, does he... Possibly, like, you as know, a Viking and no, no, like, plunder and rape. No, no, like bloodline, like bloodline. I don't know. I have an image now. I have an image of what he looks like now, and that's what I'm going by. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that's the plan. I got some type of cheap flight. I'm going to tell him to take my wife and spare my children. Take my wife and spare your children. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm going to fucking California to meet the Vikings. Come <laughs> on. Get with it. Where are you at? <laughs> so what other stories you got for me? Oh, no. I have nothing. Oh, uh, shit. The silliness is going to begin, are isn't you, it? Uh, are you ready for story time? Is silliness going to begin? Uh, Nancy Hazel was born on November 4th, Wait, 1905. You, who the fuck is Nancy Hazel? Well, you're about to find out. Oh, continue. Like I sir. said, buckle down. We're going for a ride. She was born one of five kids to James and Louisa in Blue Mountain, Alabama. Already a great start there. <laughs> Some brothers going on there. Nancy and her mother, Lou, both hated her father, Jim. I assume the other kids probably did, too. Do we know the other kids' names? Does it matter? Actually, it does. They're from the South. I didn't bother even They probably them. were pretty creative. Uh, they might have said, but I didn't even care. They're just... Well, we, we find out about one of the other siblings later, but we'll get to that. Okay. Um, it's not known for sure if Jim was her biological father or not, but either way, he was an asshole. <laughs> so her mom was a slut, is basically what... <laughs> the moral of the story what is... He was an all-around shithead to the family, the entire family. He was irresponsible. He kept uh, the kids out of school for extended periods to do chores and work on the family farm. So just large, like, months. Not, like, a couple days, but, like, months he'd pull them out of school to work on the family farm. Uh, When Nanny was seven and riding a train, there was a sudden stop, causing her to hit her head hard on the metal bar. A hit that would change her life for... Ever. Forever. Nanny dropped out of school early, which was fine, because her father pulled her out all the time anyway, so she wasn't really getting much of an education to begin with. Her father didn't allow his daughters to wear fancy clothes or makeup in fear that it would prompt men to molest them. Yeah, that's creepy. That's the first thought that came to my mind when I had a baby girl. Yeah, yeah. Gotta keep them in rags. But you just you just gotta dissuade people from having sexual interest in your kids. That, that's the important job of a father. From the articles, that it sounded like that happened quite a lot, anyways. So, ew, ew, yeah, for sure, ew. Uh, she spent much of her time reading romance novels with her head in the clouds. When she was 16, Nanny got her first job at a linen factory, and that's where she met. Charlie Braggs. Uh oh. Charlie was a well adjusted single bachelor who still left at home with his mother. Charlie's older. He's not six he's not a teenager working at the factory. He's uh legal age. Yeah. And still living at home with mommy. How old is he? Uh actually, actually I don't know. I didn't say. But it, it you know. Okay, so he could be could be young. You know, eighteen, nineteen. 42, whatever. It's, yeah. It's the early 1900s. You never know. After knowing each other for a few months, in 1921, the two got married. Wow. This is going to get weird, isn't it? Nah. That's <laughs> cool. That's good. <clears throat> Nanny's father approved, and soon she moved in with Charlie and his mother. His mother refused to leave and insisted on being an over-controlling bitch. Charlie's well, m- well, 
it happens. You, that's why you kind of need to know who you're marrying a little bit longer than two months. Yeah, true. Helps. Charlie's mom craved attention, but somehow, after a few years of marriage, the two still managed to pop out four daughters in four years. But Charlie ended up being a shithead, too. Jesus Christ. Turns out a few months isn't really enough time to get to know somebody. Charlie was an alcoholic and a womanizer, and soon Nanny started supplementing her depression with alcohol and cigarettes. Uh Oh, now it's going down. After the birth of their fourth child, Chire, eh, (laughs) I know how to talk. Their middle two children dropped dead after eating breakfast. Fuck that. You said it wasn't going to get weird. It happens. It's the early 1900s. You never know what the fuck's going to happen in Alabama in the early 1900s. Now I'm really curious how this is about to get up. The doctor wrote the deaths off as food poisoning, which is kind of crazy because when you have four children to feed, but only two die. Sound like you're dropping numbers. No, we're good, though. It's it's cool. We're going to move right on. Uh, The strain was too much for Charlie. He took the oldest daughter, but left the youngest with Nanny. And his mother. Oh. So Nanny's still living with uh, mother-in-law. And Charlie took the oldest daughter but left the infant. That's not even cool, though. A little bit puzzling. Shortly after Chuck left, his mother died. Damn. You right? I mean. This is like the worst fucking luck of the world. Death happens. You just got to move on. Live for the next day. Uh, The next year, Chuck returned. With a new woman. What kind of woman? Um, Wait, why did he come back? Why? This is getting even weirder. Continue. <laughs> so Chuck and Nanny divorced, and Nanny took the two kids and moved back home with her parents. Enter Frank Harrelson. Nanny met Frank through love ads in the paper. The two married in 1929. Frank was an alcoholic and a womanizer. Jesus Christ. She just needs to just stay single. <laughs> Be by yourself. He was an ex-con with a bad temper. Their marriage persevered, though. In the ni- in 1943, Nanny's eldest daughter, Melvina. Melvina. Yeah, I learned that's a name. I did not know that prior to this. Melvina. Uh, it's you. I've never heard the word Melvin and thought, hey, maybe I should name my daughter that. But, uh, oh God, so yeah. we're in 1943. Melvina no, brought in Jesus. Nanny's first two grandchildren into the world. Okay. Or, okay. <laughs> so, um, the first, the first grandchild was Robert. Uh, two years later, after Robert was born, they welcomed their second child, a daughter. A few days after birth, however, Nanny told Melvina her daughter had died. Are you keeping a tally? Uh, it was it was probably you know SIDS, uh, sudden infant infant death syndrome was pretty common back then. Uh, nobody really knew what it was. Oh my god! But the death fractured the family. Melvina and her husband divorced, and Nanny did not approve of Melvina's new boyfriend. July seventh, nineteen forty-five. Melvina and her mother had a bitter argument, and Melvina went to her father's to visit. And probably vent about the argument they just had. Well. Melvina left her son Robert in Nanny's care after the argument. 
Soon after, Robert died of asphyxiation and unknown causes. Jesus. I. Nobody thought to fix this woman? What's wrong with her? I mean, the people are dying. What's that got to do with her? She pushing them out. Danny <laughs> collected, a pattern. <laughs> Danny collected $500 a few months later in life insurance. She had just happened to take out on Robert. In 1945, Japan surrendered at the end of World War II. And old hubby Frank celebrated with a heavy night of drinking and raping Nandy. Oh, Jesus. Well, that fucking got darker even faster. Less than a week later, Frank was dead of food poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) Your face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to see this retarded pattern. Nanny collected enough life insurance to buy a house in Jacksonville. Nanny met Arlie Lang through love ads in the newspaper during a trip to Lexington, North Carolina. Two days later, the two were wed. Arlie was an alcoholic and a womanizer. <laughs> I can't. I wish they could see your face. <laughs> Two and a half later, in 1950, Arlie died. You know what? I'm starting to think about the bitch Debbie from damn Adam Fa- Adam's Family too. All of a sudden, <laughs> that's all I'm starting to see. <laughs> Uh, a bit of a correlation. Oh, it hurts. His death was listed as a heart attack brought on by the flu. <laughs> so doctors in the 1950s were pretty smart. <laughs> we're laughing at people dying. I, 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 <laughs> gave him the flu. Unbeknownst to Nanny... Arlie's house was left to his sister. But before his sister could move in, the house burnt down. (laughs) Now that's just a coincidence. That is just a coincidence. It can't be. Nanny just happened to have insurance out on the house and collected the money because it was in her name. Again, just major coincidence there. Uh, after the house burnt down, <laughs> Nanny moved in with her mother-in-law. Shortly after the insurance money came for the house... Wait, this is another mother-in-law. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> you all right? You going to make it through there? <laughs> I might not continue. <laughs> uh, Nanny's sister was fighting cancer now. So Nanny moved in with her to take care of her, and also because her mother-in-law, who she had been living with, after the house burnt down, had died. (laughs) Old age gets us all eventually, my friend. Soon after Nanny moved in with her sister, her sister died. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I'm crying. Why? So Nanny joined a dating club. (laughs) And that's how she met the man of her dreams, Richard Morton. She met a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. The two were married in October 1952. Morton was not an alcoholic, and he was a womanizer. Oh, oh God. That means he never slept. <laughs> that poor woman. Why does she keep running to these people? <laughs> well, he's not an alcoholic this time, at least. Yeah. 
But now he's a womanizer that doesn't sleep. We have a bigger problem. <laughs> in 1953, Nanny's mother moved in with the couple. What's that face for? Why is it the why? Well, Nanny's mother's old. Her father had passed away, so her mother came in and lived with the two. This is about to... Nothing's bad going to happen. Nothing <laughs> bad is going to happen to the mom. Don't worry. A few days later, she died after complaining of stomach aches. <laughs> what the fuck is going on in this woman's life? A few months after that, Hubby Rick started complaining of stomach aches. Oh, God. He died May 19th. <laughs> what? What is going on? This woman's a walking calamity. How come no one has shot her yet? Have you tallied up the count yet? The body count's getting worse. What happened to the other kids? The next month, Nanny <laughs> married a Nazarene minister, Samuel Doss. This time, okay. she got it right. Sam wasn't an alcoholic or a womanizer. Oh, fuck. But Doss didn't allow any reading or television that wasn't educational. No. And that got in the way with Nanny's love stories and uh, now that they have TV. No. Or soaps. Oh, no. Nanny left in protest. See, nobody died. She left in protest. Oh. That proves right there that she obviously <laughs> didn't commit murder. Because this, I mean, she left. She could have just killed him. Clearly, <laughs> it's not got anything to do with her. So, under uh, <laughs> conditional for her to come back, because, you know, Samuel's a uh, uh, minister, so he's, I mean, I guess high in society back then, but also yeah. religious. So, I mean, no divorce is really acceptable. And it's the South, you know, the Bible Belt. <laughs> so, conditional to her coming back, he added her to his bank account and took out two life insurance policies on himself for her. And she came back. In September, Samuel was admitted to the hospital with flu-like symptoms. Oh, God. She gave another... <laughs> Sammy survived, and he pulled through. And he was released October 5th to everyone's delight. Oh, no. That night, Samuel died. <laughs> Are you all right? How come no one has shot this woman yet? <laughs> <laughs> he survived the longest, though. That's the problem. He suffered. He pulled through. <laughs> he suffered. The sudden death of Sam prompted his doctor to call for an autopsy. It turned out that Sam was chock full of arsenic. Can you believe that? He just swallowed a shit ton of arsenic. Completely on his own. I told you this bitch was just killing people. Well, I mean, what did I tell you about sipping on arsenic? It's going to kill you one of these days, Sammy. <laughs> it's going to kill you. <laughs> Nanny was arrested. Finally. Finally. Her reign of terror was over. She admitted to killing not only Sam, but all her other husbands. Her mother. Her sister. Her mother-in-law. And her grandson. She never admitted to her other two children. <laughs> what I was about to say. Or the other granddaughter. Uh, but her daughter, Melvina, the night that it happened. Melvina. <laughs> she had seen that she had witnessed her mother jabbing a needle into her head before she died. And also, uh, Nanny was seen with a needle shortly after by 
Melvina's husband. But the autopsy was inconclusive, so that one never stuck. What in the fuck? The prosecution in Oklahoma focused their case on Samuel only because it was in Oklahoma where Samuel died. All the other murders happened in other states, so they only focused on that one. Uh, I'm assuming also because they didn't have the evidence on the other murders, so this was the strongest way to get her convicted. This is... This is intense. This... Even with the confessions, they just focus on Samuel. Uh, Kansas, North Carolina, and Alabama also charged Nanny with murder, but she was never tried in any of those states. <laughs> Nanny loved the attention, though, and she would make jokes about her husband's death, all through different combinations involving rat poison or arsenic. So, earlier, when all the people were diagnosed with food poisoning, stomach cramps, flu-like symptoms... Yeah. Oh, wait, you're saying you saw that connection? You drew the lines together? It didn't make sense in the beginning, but then midway through it, it started getting outrageous. Then I started giving the bitch the benefit of the doubt. Once numbers start flying off. Yeah. The number, I'm like, all right, you know, after the eighth person, I think you're possibly (laughs) killing people. Nanny was given life. A judge declared her mentally insane, and being a woman, the judge advocated to avoid the electric chair. So she got put down? No. No. Fuck. No, the the judge said she's a woman, so she shouldn't be executed. Oh, no. Nanny was dubbed the giggling granny. (laughs) Because every time she did an interview, she couldn't help but giggle when she (laughs) talked about the murders. Giggling granny. She was thrilled to be in prison. Nanny blamed her murders on her head injury that she had received at the age of seven. So that's common. Um, you hear all the time about football players getting head injuries, committing murders. Oh, yeah, TBI. Themselves. Yeah. So that's common. Very. When that explains all these murders and how she got away with it for years and burnt down a house and collected life insurance on all of it. All explainable through a head injury she got at seven, allegedly, on a railroad. Oh, God. Nobody actually knows that happened. <laughs> I was about to say. That would be bad. That would be an expo- an expo- a horrible explanation. <laughs> In an interview a few years after imprisonment, Nanny said she had wished that she had been put down. <laughs> Why? I don't think she used those words, but I used those words. But yeah. she is still her giggly self. And she complained that she had asked for kitchen duty, but oddly, the prison declined her request. Why they decline? Oh, because she, she asked to be <laughs> in the kitchen duty. Yeah. And every she person that died had food. With. Mm. Oh God. <laughs> On June second, nineteen sixty-five, Nanny died of leukemia after serving ten years of her sentence. What the fuck? So that's the story of Nanny, the giggling granny. How? From Alabama. She didn't even <laughs> suffer. I mean, she did ten years. She only had what, like. Double-digit murders? <laughs> yeah, only. Only? She didn't kill everything walking. So, we got some time left, and since this is a special occasion, it's going to be our big push, try and get people to like. Bueno. Do you want to do an extra story? Maybe. Maybe. You want to do an extra story? No, Drink no, ones. these are short stories. These are going to be like two minutes. Short story? Yeah, two minutes. Let's go. Just, um... You got one, two, or three. Which one do you want to pick? Oh, shit. Robert Augusta Chesaber 
Was born in London. Oh, no. Raised in New York City. This is about to be interesting. Robert began his career as a chemist. Robert was born... Nope, I gotta try it again. Got to fucking get this right. <laughs> Robert began his career as a chemist, clarifying kerosene from sperm oils. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, you know, uh, the whole, like, whale oil yeah. thing? Yeah, that was an actual thing. They actually made a oil from whale. Oh. Uh, the discovery of petroleum in Titusville, Pennsylvania, rendered his job obsolete. So he decided to go see what it was all about. While there, he discovered a gooey sum- substance called rod wax. Rod wax. The hot, <laughs> sweaty oil miners <laughs> rubbed this rod wax all over <laughs> their dirty, muscly bodies. Ooh. So it might not have been phrased like that when I was looking it up, but... You know, time makes fools of us all. <laughs> uh, so the uh, miners would get cuts and shit all over their hands and stuff. And so they would rub this rod wax well, with their is, hands. This and is really cut. awful. So he decided to experiment with this rod wax. Oh. After some experimenting, he was able to successfully extract petroleum jelly from it. And Vaseline was born. Well, shit. Vaseline was and still is branded as a cure-all for any situation. Boxing, everything. Just anything, yeah. I mean, it's just... Before you're getting ready to fight somebody out on the street. Just rub some rod wax all over yourself. (laughs) Chesabra was so confident in his invention that he even ate a spoonful of it every day. Uh. And that landed him on a feature for Ripley's Believe It or Not. When he was in his mid-50s, he had a serious bout of pleurisy. I should have looked that one up. I did not. Uh, But he had a nurse rub him down with Vaseline from head to toe until he was all better. September 8th, 1933, Robert Chesbra died at the age of 90 fucking six. This dude ate fucking rod wax every day of his life and lived (laughs) to 96. We are doing something wrong. I'm going to start gobbling up that fucking rod wax. No thanks, I want to die. I'm going to gobble up some rod wax. No. Just I, as soon as I hit stop on this thing, I'm going to start gobbling wa- rod wax. <laughs> I'll fucking throw Give me all the, at oh, you. Oh, 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 oh. Give me all that rod wax. Thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, bullshit and rant. Hopefully you're annoyed at my voice. Hit us some likes and some subscriptions and whatever the fuck that people do on, on the interweb. Hashtag. Love ya.